Do you currently have the 1998 hit Can't Get Enough of You Baby by Smash Mouth in your head? Well. Now you do. Now I do. I've got a question for you. Is it false or true? Is it fill in the blank? Are there options to rank? Nothing serious. Mostly just curious. Mona and Derek's quiz show. Welcome to Mona Mona and Derek's quiz show. 2022 edition. My name's Mona. I'm Derek. And, and we're we, back. We're back. We had a little break. We didn't mean to be so long, but yep. life has been taking a dump on us. We had a nice uh, staycation, if you will, uh-huh. in that we stayed uh, depressed through it all. Yeah. And I, think, cationed. I don't think we're special in that we're having a lousy January. No, no. Everyone's dry January, as in uh, everything is dry. Dry skin. of joy. Yep, but soaked in grain alcohol. Anywho, uh, how are you doing there, Mona? Here's what happened. Well, first of all, we took Christmas week off because you all were so supportive. Not because of that. We appreciate that you were all so supportive through the holidays of our online store. And you came over to our small mall in the garage. And it's like... Absolutely incredible that I get to draw stuff and then Derek keeps it organized and you guys give us money for it. That's really cool. It's a dream life. It's so dream thank life. so first off, thank you. Thank you. Second off, second if off you, what if were this you is, is our show. Uh we ask each other we usually chat and then do a quiz. That should have been first, but here right. we are. So then Christmas Day hits. Derek and I have had this outlook through the holiday season, which was crazy. December was crazy, like We were so busy with the store and stuff. So we just kept saying we just got to get through Christmas and then we can rest. And then... Rest we did. uh, So Christmas had a couple relatives coming from out of town. I was very bossy with my whole family. Like, before you come to my house, you have to get tested. My toddler's not vaccinated. And then, of course, uh, I wake up and I'm like, huh, Christmas morning. We're opening presents, and suddenly at like 10.30, I'm just like, I don't feel good. There's a tickle in my throat, and I don't feel good. Boom. In bed for a week. uh, Sick for... I still have a cough. So, wasn't the flu, wasn't COVID, but it was some other lovely snot fest. Turns out old Santa Claus had a little something when he came down the chimney. He wasn't wearing a mask and spreading it. Spread more than just a holiday joy, let's say. He also, yeah, so he also uh, ate a plate of cookies I had set out for myself in the morning, but it was just a miscommunication. <laughs> Nothing there. like a good Santa joke yeah. at the end of January. But so, meanwhile, uh, a few other things happened, like a little COVID outbreak in our son's classroom. Our we did furnace. not have COVID, though. We did we? not. Yeah, no, we yeah. didn't get it yet. Yeah, we've dodged. We've dodged. We've managed to. So, our furnace wasn't working, remember? Yeah, yeah. And then we had the furnace guy come, and it was like good bad news, where it was only like a hundred dollars for him to tell us, like, yeah, when you get this redone, you're gonna need to do it better. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> things too cramped down here, and it's prone to overheat when it's real cold. And so, luckily, it only shuts off when it's like uh, <laughs> negative ten degrees outside. So then, it's nights that you don't really need it. Uh, you, you wake up. 
you know yeah, grab a brush put a little makeup no i'm just like it's funny because you wake up and you're like is it is it really cold is it in cold here? here and then you walk out to the thermostat no it's 48 yep this? uh better go reset the furnace <sighs> see if she kicks on yeah and then this is i mean I'm sure everybody else is having way worse. Uh, yep. I mean, this is all just us telling you where we've been. But Welcome back uh, to Airing of Grievances airing 2022. Of grievances. Yeah. This is now a complaint podcast. A week so and a half you ago. complaints right in. Colin. Derek gets all four of his wisdom teeth out at once without being put under. Yep. Um, yeah, they had four dentists in there. They all reached in at the same time. And they said, well, on, on your marks, gentlemen. Oh. Get set. And, and uh, they yanked. You want to? T- and I, I said, mean, don't yeah, get uh, don't get too gross. But uh, there were some power tools involved. There was a saw. Yeah, uh, basically, you know, <laughs> I when I like had the consultation with the dentist, he was like, "Well, you could either go to an oral surgeon and they'll put you under, or you know, I could do this here, and would just numb you up and stuff." And, you know, I'm thinking, eh, I like to go with the flow, make things as easy as possible. Let's just do it here. And so he gets in there, top two come out, bada bing, bada boom, <laughs> pop, crackle, snap will pop. Uh, Alvin and the chipmunks, they're out. And then the bottom, he starts on, and, and he seems to, like, be getting a little stressed out. <laughs> he tries to <laughs> yank him, and then he's like, okay. The well, things you wouldn't see if you were put under. Yeah, it was kind of like he wasn't really saying anything to me, but the general vibe was like, this is not how I was uh, anticipating this. <laughs> so he has his assistant go get some drills and saws all and, uh, you know, mm. the whole bit. And he cuts the sucker into a few pieces and then uh-huh. he's still kind of wrenching the thing out. At one point he asks for a uh, root root pick or something oh <laughs> no thank you no uh, thank so anyway yeah they got out and then you know it seems well, to be healing for a few days and then on the third day i'm like huh that's a new pain there that wasn't there maybe i uh oh but you're you're like in bed in pain yeah, yeah. yeah. and so i end up going have, back in I, I have no authority over our children at this point no because authority. i've been sick for three weeks and they don't listen to me yeah um which is pretty standard, but Derek has been running the household. So yeah. I think in a traditional family, mom gets sick, everything falls apart. That's not how our house is. Derek gets sick, sick, and it is um, a bit of a nightmare. It's Lord of the Flies. The, Lord kids, of the had flies. A, kids had a bonfire going in the living room. They're having a good time with it, but got a little <laughs> out of control. They had a great time. I did not. Let's um, just say I fell asleep weeping one night. Yeah. But, you know. But, you know. They uh they had their four locos and so they they're good to go. Uh-huh. They had a good time. So anyway, it turns out I had two dry sockets that we figured out over the course of two more visits to the dentist. Yeah. So Monday happens on a Thursday. Monday you get one one of them fixed, and yep. then you're like, man, my whole face hurts. And then Thursday he's like, oh yeah, there's a yeah. That one is too. He said, yeah, he forgot to tell me there was a two-for-one special going on the dry socket, so I uh, yeah. went ahead and cashed that in. But apparently, the older you get, the more likely you are to get dry sockets yeah. and for it to hurt. And, and we- the more difficult the extraction is also increases the chances, so I was just a prime candidate. Yeah. Anyway. It's like anyhow. a hangover. Like, when you're 20, you just have a cup of water and get back out there. Yeah. 
here. Me and uh, Zach Galifianakis. And uh, so now I'm chewing food with my front teeth for the last very couple cute. weeks. And, you know, now I know how the squirrels feel with their acorns. He still looks very handsome, but for a while I had to keep my distance because he smelled like mouth medication. Uh, well, yep. <laughs> Anybody still listening out there? Hey. This is really a downer so thus is. far. Hey, I got a quiz, though. Uh, okay. Me and the boys gave Derek a ride to the dentist because we didn't know if he'd be able to drive Like after. Right. We weren't sure. So, Which was a good idea because I had blood spilling out of my mouth it, afterwards. Yeah, it was a little dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys, how you doing? <laughs> Daddy is... Um, Daddy's okay. He's just yeah. bleeding out of his uh, main hole in his face. Anyway, it's so... And the eyes, too, were bleeding. Yeah, the eyes, that was from... Like, had those taken out as well. So we... Uh, he texts... I think he texts after the second one. He said, there's two left. And the first two were so quick that I yeah. was like, okay, here we come. They so Give me another 15. I'll be yeah. shaking hands and kissing babies on the way out to totally. the car. Totally. It was so fast. Like, so he, he texts, so we go over and, and then I proceeded to be um, in the car with our two and five-year-old going absolutely bananas for an mm, hour and an hour, hour, I think yep. an hour. So while the dentist is up there saying his Hail Marys, hoping he can get the job done. Yeah, and then it's finally like, oh, there he is, old blood-faced dad. So in desperation, we had gone, to, I had some new library books in the car. I tried all these things, and one of my last entertainments was, uh, is that what you should call it? The last um, entertainments. I left. Of Christ. Okay, so I let the two-year-old try peppermint gum and... Uh, he was so upset. He he kept saying, it's too spicy. It's too spicy. So anyways, today's subject is gum. Oh, gum. I'd like to ask you three questions about gum. Now you get my orbit. Now I got you in my orbit. Oh, gosh. We have not much time left. Okay. Out of practice on the wordplay. I got nothing to gum. <laughs> we have not been joking. About to chew this. Yeah, no. No, no jokes. No jokes. It ain't no joke. Okay. Um, In the late 1840s, John Curtis developed the first commercial spruce tree gum by boiling resin, then cutting it into strips that were coated in cornstarch to prevent them from sticking together. By the early 1850s, Curtis had constructed the world's first chewing gum factory. This factory was in which Portland? Uh, Was it in Maine, Portland, Maine, Portland, Oregon, Portland, Georgia, or Portland, Michigan? Uh, I'm going to go Oregon because it seems like the spruce tree thing would be Mm. up there. Wrong, Maine. Maine. I I, I don't know. uh, Okay. Okay, Um, So they were lobster flavored. Bubble gum was invented in 1928. (laughs) Lobster flavored. Bubble gum was invented in 1928 by a man named Walter Deemer. He worked at a chewing gum factory and was experimenting with all kinds of gum recipes. One day, he came up with a formula that wasn't as sticky as regular bum. (laughs) Yeah, Freudian. (laughs) Wasn't as sticky as regular gum. 
It was also super stretchy. So that's how he came up with his bubble gum. What was his job at the chewing gum factory? Was he a a janitor? A gum wrapper? A gum chemist? Or an accountant? Uh, He was the janitor. He was the accountant. He was the accountant. He was counting the amount of bubbles he could blow. Yeah. And he said six before I accidentally swallow it. It's kind of fun that like to think about how pink it is. That's really fun to think about. Was it white before? One of my favorite things to do is sit and think of how pink gum is. There's the name Bubblegum Pink is the name of a pink, and this guy thought of bubblegum before he thought of the name Bubblegum Pink. When he uh, he was like, what color should we make this? And he was like, why don't we make it Bubblegum Pink? That seems appropriate. Yeah, that seems good. It's already the color. They look through a list of different colors, possibly. wonder why they called it that. But now we could I do know. Forest Green or Bubblegum Pink. Which mm. one? Boy, that would be weird if, if Bubblegum had just been Forest Green the whole time. Yeah, I guess and every it would seem you- normal to us, but... Yeah, maybe. It's like, you remember when they made the green and purple ketchups? You ever uh-huh. have those? Boy, that was weird. That was weird. It's like, it, pretty sure it was the same formula, but in your head it tastes different. Yeah, it's not right. Because it's uh, coming at you in a different color. It's true. Okay, I got one more question. All the senses are connected, man. We are all one. Candy cigarettes uh, were very popular in the 60s and 70s. Uh-huh. And often they had bubble gum in them. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I, I used to have these in the in I, the nineties. I did too. Yeah. I think my mom thought they were funny, so we would get them. But yeah, yeah you'd blow they out were... on them, and the you know baby powder inside makes a little puff of smoke. It, <laughs> baby powder. Talcum. I'm assuming it was sugar. Asbestos or whatever they used to use asbestos. So they were really probably they were really controversial because the, like the names of them. Why? At first, were well, <laughs> well beyond like being candy cigarettes more borrow so they just took the uh, instead okay. of more and then um acmel so they switched oh, the c and the a for camel yeah yeah this is brilliant yeah so um now they are legally required they can't be called candy cigarettes what do you think they're what they're called what are they called now smoking popes <laughs> the uh tootin chimneys they're just called candy sticks. Chewing chimney, uh, candy stick, candy sticks. Come on. They're trying to put them out of business. Yeah. They're actually illegal in quite a few places. Yeah, that's, I'm actually kind of surprised they still make them. They should call them bubble doobies. Well, I read something that's like, you know, it's illegal to order them in a lot of places. And then you can order them online, though, but you have to have a credit card. So you'd uh, have to be old enough for most cigarettes. Most don't have. To, yeah. yeah. Well, that was my well, gum quiz. If you're trying to quit. You know, you could just get the candy cigs and maybe have the same sort of satisfaction. You go outside of the at the bar with your buds and you're just puffing on one of those. Yeah, just the intense pleasure. Yeah, Jeremy, you're still on the uh, Acmels, huh? Oh yeah. All right. So during my uh, during my tenure on my pain medication, stuck in bed, I wanted something to watch, so I. Uh, dove into the ken burns country music documentary wonderful eight part about 16 hours just a beautiful little story of american tunes through the ages and so i'm going to quiz you on country music history here tonight some interesting facts i might even do a two-parter on this because i 
did three questions and then I was like, I could keep going. Oh, it's Just so scratching good. the surface. I, have, so. I only watched a little bit with you, but it was really, really good stuff. Yeah. So maybe we'll come back in next week with some more country. All right. In the early days of country music or hillbilly music, as it was largely referred to at the time, the music was kind of utilized in these traveling medicine shows where mm-hmm. these uh, hucksters would kind of try to get people to buy their snake oils and stuff. Sometimes it was literally snake oil. You know, that term's used for just anything nowadays, but that's what they were selling back then. And they would use entertainment, and they would have musicians and circus shows and whatever, so they would take these country musicians out. And then this practice kind of evolved into, like, radio shows, where basically what radio is nowadays, where it's like a vessel for commercials and advertising. That's what it was back then. Just like our show. A company would, like, start up a station, and they'd be like, all right, uh, you know. Old Milwaukee Beer presents okay. the the Farm Bro Sisters. All right, so there was a uh, unusual character named John Brinkley who is largely responsible for introducing country music to m- most of the United States because, well, he was a medical quack, um, but then he got into radio to promote his thing, and what he did was he got a... Uh, state he built a station just south of the mexican border so he could get around the fcc guidelines for how many watts you could use wow so he was blasting about a million watt (gasps) station down there when when the the average in the u.s was a thousand so basically his his stuff could be heard heard coast to coast and he had these country artists in there and people you know and maine where they were making the bubble gum they said i never heard anything like this before (laughs) What have we got here? And then they went to the local record store and said, give me that new Jimmy Rogers. Uh, Anywho, um, he was a doctor and he was using his platform to peddle this practice, which he claimed would cure male impotence by implanting which animal organs into human bodies. What? And side note, his catchphrase is, a man is as old as his glands. So was he putting uh, monkey thyroids, goat testicles, pig prostates, or the little spraying part on a skunk. End of these men. Pig prostates? Pig prostates is incorrect. It was goat testes. No. He thought these guys could uh, no. be a little more popular with the wives if they had a new set of... So what was he doing with them? What was he doing with the guys? The goat testes. He was putting them into uh, the male scrotum. Were these people living? I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I don't, you know, I, I should read it more <laughs> don't into it. Do you think it, your body would reject that? That's what it was saying that, like, the body kind of, like, absorbed them and just got rid of it. I don't really know. Whoa. Right in, folks, if you've had this procedure done, what exactly <laughs> happened? How'd it go for you? How'd it go? I was thinking about doing it, but decided, eh, I don't need to. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Getting too old anyways. Let's just retire. All right. So uh, the origins of Nashville as the sort of mecca of country music can also be traced back to a radio station that was started for advertising purposes. So there's a station based in Nashville, or still is, I think, called WSM, which is short for We Shield Millions, or abbreviation for that. Um, and it birthed the popular program, the Grand Ole Opry, that you may have okay. heard of. Still going today, the longest running uh, it radio is? show in history. Yeah, 95 wow. years, the sucker been going. That's wild. And so 
The station was built in 1925 as an idea by a corporate executive named Edwin Craig, who wanted to expand uh, his company's marketing reach. And what was the product that his company sold? Did they sell whiskey, wheat flour, life insurance, or fidget spinners? Whiskey. They were life insurance, national Ah. life and accident insurance. And uh, it sounded like their sales went up quite a bit because this show was popular as they get out. It all worked. So this guy just trying to sell life insurance happened into this business that was real popular, and now Nashville's still considered a, what is it, what do they call it, Music USA or something? Something like that. Music Row. All right, so let's hop ahead to the 1950s as, you know, a few decades, country music has evolved from its origins from like Appalachian hillbilly music to Western cowboy type of stuff. And, you know, congregated here in Nashville largely. So there emerged a popular style that was referred to as the Nashville sound, which was kind of more accessible, polished. They had these slick productions with string sections and, and, you know, slick choruses and stuff. And it started to bear more resemblance to popular music, which was kind of uh, divisive, you know. And then uh-huh. in the 60s, they, this sound was challenged by the harder-edged electric sound out of Bakersfield, California, which was known as the Bakersfield sound. Oh. And so the slick Nashville production with its strings, orchestras, and backing choirs became known by what name? What did they call this? Was it Metrobilly, Countrypolitan, Poppy Tonk, or Normcore? <sighs> Countrypolitan. Countrypolitan's correct. Oh, that's a good name. Uh, yeah. Wow, thank you. So there you have it. So we the, all just learned a lot. We learned a lot. Check back next week and we'll go from the uh, 60s to now. And we'll learn a, a mo- more a lot. More a lot. Yeah. More a lot ago, more or less. Uh, well, that was nice. Thank you for quizzing me. You're very welcome. Um, It's time. It's time to, to strap on your snow, snow pants, pants because winter's coming. It's so cold. Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, well, anyways, it's been a great quiz. Time to wrap it up. Um, we really appreciate you coming back. Sorry we were gone. Yeah. Some of you reached out. It's very sweet of you. Thanks for saying hey. Thanks for buying stuff during the holidays. You can always buy something else if you need a gift valentine's day i don't know you need yeah. a might need a thing i'm i was hoping to have a lot more stuff done but i've been in bed, in bed. Uh, have you taken a new lover during the pandemic yeah get them a shirt yeah do you tell them you don't like their style do you like everything about them except for the way they dress yeah. get them a whole new wardrobe at ramonamuselambert.com yeah Make and then yours. uh you know your ratings on uh, apple are nice or wherever you can rate us yeah Those i got ni- some some really nice ones thank you so much i got some apple ratings for you right now number one honey crisp two gala <laughs> three jazz oh my goodness uh, the rest take the rest. Leave them. uh you can send us an email mona and derek's quiz show at gmail.com we also uh have an instagram Mona and Derek's quiz show. We yep. post photos that are relevant to the show there. We do. We hope. Oh, I mean, I'm assuming we'll be back next oh, yeah. week. This yeah, is we'll be back. we're back on. We didn't want to. 
We didn't want to start until we knew we would just be back to a regular scheduled program. So see you next Thursday. And this show is brought to you by Goat Testies. Get these suckers put in. Don't put this off any longer, fellas. Thanks for listening. Your wife or or husband will appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Later, test skaters. (laughs) 